0: welcome back to the inside out podcast i am your host Brittany Cortella, and i'm so honored and happy that you are here with me today this podcast is all about joy and love and soul to soul connections while we all lift our vibrations together let's get started and welcome back to the inside out podcast i'm here in duck north carolina with my mother in law and her sister, who I happen to get along with very well, welcome, welcome, hi. Um. So this is Peggy. Peggy is um the sister. You are number how many in the number of children? When the Cohen children, seventh of eight, seven of eight. So I wanted to tell a story, um, about what it was like um to grow up uh, with a big family. Okay. And um, my mother in law is number three three of eight yeah third from the oldest so i just thought it would be really interesting they're very i would say irish Mm -hmm. so (laughs) very irish catholic and it's just a fun story we're to call it coffee and con because your mom who passed her name is pat and i adored her um she had an accent from from Joyzzy, from, J- <laughs> from Joyzzy, and she'd be like coffee and con, and I didn't understand what she said, and I asked my mother in law Kathy, I was like what does that even mean?" And she said, "It's coffee and conversation, like you just talk and you you have coffee." <laughs> I was like, "No, oh, it's that easy." <laughs> yeah. So we're we're gonna do that now in honor of Pat. Well. All right. So I do have questions for you ladies, because um, we have to be prepared, right? All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. What years were you born? And we can start with Peggy or Kathy. Um, I was born
1: in 1957.
0: Okay, 1957. And I was born in 1964. Oh, wow. So you guys are uh, seven years apart. Six and a half. Six and a half years apart. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Um, So you guys were relatively close growing up, or was it kind of like the the gap was like... I'd say we were very close. Yeah. Considering that the distance and age because I
1: was surrounded by boys Mm -hmm. and then Kathy was the first girl. Right. Closest to me.
0: So it goes in order with who's first and who's So Michael um was the
1: oldest and then a year almost Irish twins. A year and a few days or a few weeks later. Less than a year. Oh I guess it was less than a year. Yeah I'm sorry. They were Irish twins then. Yeah. Yeah, Less than a year later came Patty. Um, And then I'm a year and a half younger than Patty. And then there were two, three boys after me. Wow. And then Peggy and then another boy. So five boys and three girls. So believe it or not, unheard of in these days, there were eight kids in 10 years.
0: Wow. Eight kids in 10 years. And you guys lived in New Jersey. Yes. And what town? Ridgewood. Ridgewood, which was a suburb of New York City. And you guys went to school or did you get homeschooled?
1: Um, I went to Catholic school till ninth grade, and mm. Peggy went to public school. Yeah, I went to public school because not only did our parents have eight kids in ten years, but then when the youngest was two and I was three, the oldest was 12, the youngest was two, my parents got separated. Mm. And so we're, we've got eight kids in ten years, a single mom with kids from the age of 2 to 12, Hi. so by the time school came around for me, we weren't paying for Catholic school anymore. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. <laughs> that was no longer in the budget. Yeah, it was like, we're on go mode. We're, yeah. Yeah. In yeah. yeah. fact, you're going to school, you're going to public school. <laughs> exactly. However, and they were
1: excellent public schools. Right, right, right. However, I will say that um, five of us at that time were going to um, Catholic school, and um, they didn't say you are going to public school they gave us a choice and mm. so um I was the only one that chose to stay in Catholic school mm-hmm. and then um the Catholic school went till eighth grade and then in ninth grade I went to an all-girls Catholic high school mm-hmm. and then that was I got scholarships to go there so then after that I transferred to public school mm.
0: so. Did you go to stay in Catholic school because of you just enjoyed it? You liked the rhythm of it? Or did you just, like,
1: uh. um I think I was, like, quieter than my sister, my older sister particularly. I was, like, the opposite of of her. Mm-hmm. And I felt really comfortable in Catholic school. And I had my, that's where my friends were. And so I yeah. didn't have that
0: thing. Like, I have to get into public school. Um, yeah, I mean, when your friends with... are somewhere, you're like, I'm not going to. Why would I? Yeah. If I had the choice to stay, why, why not? Yeah. Um, so what do you think being born when you were, and I'll address this to Peggy, um, was an advantage and consideration to the youth these days? Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I, in some ways it's harder now mm-hmm. because I think, I mean, in some ways it's much easier, but... I I just think there's so many options and choices to the point where it's confusing. Mm-hmm. Until they have a really sound foundational structure, mm-hmm. they have all of this these options that uh, we didn't have. It
0: was, like technology, watching Netflix. Like yes, and booking.
1: social media. And, uh-huh. you know, it was... You went outside and you played until the dinner bell rang. You came in and you had dinner. Right. You know, you would watch TV, but you weren't... And, and even the cyberbullying and the mm. pressures of knowing what everybody is doing and why Why didn't I get invited to that? Why aren't I there? And and how, I, I just think it's almost overload now. Right. It was simpler. Very, very much simpler. And it was just... I think I think it's almost too much now. So yeah. I, I find that in some ways it was easier then.
0: Yeah, now yeah, yeah. That is an advantage, in my opinion. Because now, yeah, you're right. There's so many options now. It's like, and and there's so many hurt feelings about the options. Was like, oh, if I do this, and then this leaves out this person. But I do want to do, you know. There's mm-hmm. just, just and
1: like I that, mean,
0: that I, flow happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure to to keep up and to. I think in my own, my kids are 24 and 25 now, but when they were growing up, um, you know, like, it, there was a lot of, why can't I play that M-rated game, and why right. can't I go to that <laughs> R-rated movie, and, and you know, and, and I'm sure we had that to a degree,
0: too, but it, it just, I think there's just too much at too young of an age. Mm-hmm. And on that note, back in the day when you guys wanted to do something that was naughty or you didn't want to tell your mom, or like getting into a movie theater that was rated art, how did you, did you guys ever do anything that was mischievous that you're, because you had a single parent that you could easily do? Uh,
1: not only because <laughs> we had a single parent, but because there were eight kids. Well, and why so, did too? I, I'm just curious. And because I'm like one of the oldest, I don't know whether that mattered, but it was like um, my sister and brother sort of paved the way because they were much more rebellious mm-hmm. and so for me I it was whatever you wanted to do and I wasn't I didn't do all that many rebellious things but yes you could easily do basically anything and
0: um, you know (laughs) tell your mom a story like I'm going to Betty's yeah we'll be back later that was that and she was good with it yeah
1: we lived in this very idyllic town that Mm -hmm. um, you could walk all over that town and um, find your way to your friend's house with no problem we knew every street every shortcut Um, it was just completely different time than it is today
0: Completely. And Kathy, did you find, because you were one of the older ones, that you were probably mostly, when you got home, ch- making sure everybody was good, naturally? Or did your mom not leave that to you?
1: Um, because I was one of the oldest ones, I do remember um, when my parents first separated and then divorced. Um, we would... My mom was one of the... She was a school bus driver for... At first, and she mm. took the little ones with her, and so
0: you guys would all sit in the front I mean, just like
1: he, well, so when when my parents <laughs> got divorced, so yeah when my parents got divorced, and my mom you know found a job as a school bus driver, mm. Kevin and I, Kevin's a year younger than me, so the seventh and eighth. We would go on the bus with her every single morning. Mm-hmm. We'd have our little ritual. We'd see the sunrise together. Wow. We were up and out the door mm-hmm. on that bus, and Kevin would be in the front seat and sleep on my lap the whole way. I mean, I have vivid memories of it. And the high school kids would get on, and they'd, you know, hi, Peggy. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, we, they were, they, if, the if door we door. weren't there one day, you know, just, where's Peggy and Kevin? You know, right. So, yeah, that was our routine, and then after she did her high school run, she dropped us off at her friend's house who had a nursery school in our basement, uh-huh. and so we'd stay there for two and a half, three hours, uh-huh. and then we'd do her next run of, like, um, the kindergarten kids, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> when it was half day. So, yeah, I, I was... Up and out the door to work before the sun rose. It was community
0: helped each other out there. I love that. Yes. Um, So what would you do after school? Would you have to make sure they were good?
1: Yeah, no. So like they would sometimes be with my mom after school still on the bus. And so she would just have us like what I remember is at such and such a time put on the Water for the pasta,
0: so we would make you know, <laughs> so we so. would have little notes,
1: yeah. Um, for the spaghetti,
0: yeah, exactly. Oh, I remember you telling me that your mom would be like, Tonight's liver and I you to be like, Dang it, but <laughs> um, it was
1: incredibly rare. That was maybe a once every two years thing, but we all hated it, yeah. Like, <laughs> but we, she, well,
0: she loved it, right? Yeah, she,
1: well, she didn't love it, but every once in a while, she threatened, she'd. Th- she'd she throw tried it there me. for us. <laughs> and we just didn't eat it, you know. I think that was pretty typical kids. But, um, mm-hmm. no, we had a lot of roasts. That's what I remember. I guess with the big uh, family, she would say, put the roast in the oven at, you know, a pork roast or a beef roast and put it in the oven at such and such a time. And that's, so, yeah, we kind of did. And then w- once my mom was divorced for a while, she started getting into, um, like, parent- Um, organizations, Um, Parents Without Partners was the big one that she was in. And so then she would go out sometimes at night to social events. Sometimes it would be things that she would take the the younger kids to. Mm -hmm. And then we did have to babysit and things like that. That's
0: interesting. So you did go home. So some kids, you know, don't when they come home or after school, they'll just like drift off and they'll just go do their things with their friends. But you guys understood, like, I need to go home and see if my mom had anything for me to do. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then you could do whatever you wanted.
1: Yeah, and you really could do whatever you wanted. It was just
0: <laughs> so she embedded in you an unconscious very like like a system, but it was not like she beat it in you. It was like it was just like I need to help out cuz this is a family that needs to function and you guys were one of the cogs in the wheels that were if you weren't there, it would Probably fall.
1: I most, would say so. to a degree, but it was kind of an organized chaos. I mean, truly it was chaos. organized
0: chaos. Yes. Yeah.
1: I would definitely say chaos, but, but somewhat organized. Because the so. pasta that you were supposed to boil for dinner, sometimes your brothers would eat before dinner, and it was something <laughs> you'd have to make more. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So let's chat about your dad. So your dad's name? Was Jack. Jack. His name was John, but he went by Jack. Come
1: Yeah. And um, very... You know, he was, his mom was from Ireland. His dad was a Russian Jew Mm -hmm. who, um, when they got married, converted, or I guess he converted to Catholicism. I don't think he was ever a very big practicing Catholic. Nana um, couldn't marry granddaddy unless he converted to Catholicism. Did Nana have an accent? No. No. Um, But she worked, she came over from Ireland when she was only 19. I mean, mm. when she was older, she was 19. And um, I think she worked very hard and not having an accent and mm. feeling like she's completely American. She, I think she hit it. Because sometimes if she'd get angry, you, it, it would slip. You'd hear yeah. a little broke. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's funny because some Irish um, accents, I, you can't detect it as much. So I wonder if she was from that area too. Or maybe she really was. I trying. think she
1: was trying to
0: be <laughs> all American, you know. That's, that's cool. So your, your dad, um, you, your dad, I, I've known some stories about him, but, um, he had a bar mm-hmm. and that was his, uh, his bar.
1: Um, it was his dad's before it was his, and it mm-hmm. was called May's Tavern, M-A-E, and his mom's name was May, so mm-hmm. it was named after his mom, and he, um, had, um, his, uh, he took it over from his dad. And so Mm. then it stayed in the family and, um, uh, you know. Yeah. But it was his, he he, was, he he was the
0: bartender, the cashier, the everything, or did he have like employees? He had
1: a a small staff, you know? Oh yeah. He had, he totally had employees. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, but it it was a small sort of corner bar, your typical neighborhood bar, you -hmm. know, and it was in Patterson, New Jersey, which is not, um, like today, that wouldn't be a place that you'd probably want to have a corner bar. Um, From my recollection back then, it was, um, Patterson was changing even then. And Mm. so But it was like a, I would say it was like a blue-collar neighborhood Mm. then. Like I I picture sort of the Archie Bunker. You know, the guy who gets off work Blue collar stops and has a beer or, or eight. Yeah. <laughs>
0: was it a kind of bar like back in the day when you could just have a tab? You know, yes. and, like yes. walk out. Yes,
1: absolutely. Very yeah. much so. He, That's he cool. they would say, keep it on your tab. And he, Crazy. Um, he did a really good lunch business. So he served food too. Because there were, uh, was a big factory nearby. And when that closed, when the factory closed, his business went way down. And so mm. in the later years, yeah, you know, it wasn't doing as, as well.
0: well. So what was on the menu? Did he have anything?
1: Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Okay. Oh, like pounders. Mm. Hamburgers. Like a pound. Wow.
0: And my dad, he,
1: he would have the lunch rush for the factory workers would come in for lunch. They, And on Fridays, if he didn't cash their checks... Then they don't have time to eat lunch, have a beer, and go to the bank and cash their checks. So he would cash all their checks, take their orders, cook the food. I mean, he had someone back there cooking the food. That's wild. But he did not... He was amazing with math. He did not... He did it all in his head. Wow. He would cash your check. He would take... He would deduct the lunch and the beer... And he'd give you your change, and he would all, he would settle it all up,
0: and he'd do this in his head. No wonder you guys are so good. With your, you guys are pretty smart. And your uh, mom was, like, super sharp. Dad, so. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You both teach us. Um, so uh, if you wanted to visit Dad, mostly you went to the bar, or did he pick you up?
1: No, he had um, visitation twice a week, so he would come every Tuesday after school or in the summers, from 3 to 6, I think it was. And then every... Um, weekend, he would come um, either Saturday or Sunday, it would alternate, and mm-hmm. we would all pile into his big station wagon and <laughs> go wherever she we said,
0: were. The, she's rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, there were times that I didn't want to go because yeah. um, you,
1: you were all just yeah. so many kids, yeah. and it was just... And I would always go, because yeah. I was one of the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. that then your dad, yeah. Yeah, and he was, I mean, really, we had good quality time with mm-hmm. my dad, mm-hmm. because he was only 20 minutes away, and... Twice a week, mm. we're seeing him for quality time. Right. Not five minutes before I have to go to work uh-huh. and rushing out the door. I mean, and and Tuesdays when he'd pick us up at school, we would go to Nana's house, and we'd all have dinner there, and then he'd drop us. It, it was from 3 to 6, and then he'd drop us off at home. Aww. And that was, so we'd see Nana, and we'd see my dad. But, and the weekends, the alternating either Saturday or Sunday we we did things you know he would take us carnivals fairs you know bowling i remember bowling, bowling. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it's major bowling is fun yeah
1: almost <laughs> every time it involved a lot of food you know we mm. go out to eat oh yeah ice cream and you know
0: that's so, fun mm-hmm. yeah so you had your time
1: mm-hmm. and you your did. mom would
0: probably just be like
1: <gasps> she got a break
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she got a break
0: <laughs> what did she do you
1: think uh, she probably just talked on the phone with her friends what? is what i imagine. <laughs> uh, that is exactly what i imagine. she yeah. loved it she could oh, she talk on the phone for hours.
0: she's a talker she's a talker she's
1: a tuaka <laughs> oh
0: my gosh she was my first her. she just that's what we did we sat around her little table Yep. either in, out in the back or in the front and we would have cheetos or what you always call, called them cheese something. Cheese doodles. Cheese doodles. <laughs> and we would have coffee and con. Yeah, a little with, coffee but and con. Tim come. and I would have wine and con. Exactly. <laughs> it was a party. Yeah, I mean, your mom. Your mom made fun. She made everything kind of fun when I met her. She, she was, did. She was, they both did. And she was conscious in conversation. So I thought that was, to me, was, um, um, was nice.
1: I would totally agree because when you met her. Like her, she had so many physical problems, and her Mm -hmm. health issues were so. uh, There were just so many between COPD and yeah, um, lots of lots of health issues. But her mind till the very end was very sharp. So sharp, yeah, sharp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She would correct us sometimes when we were talking to our doctors. (laughs) She'd say, "Oh no." I didn't break my back ten years ago. That was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It was, wow. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the doctors would say, I- I'm going to take her word for it. I'm not even looking it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she grew up in um, New York or New Jersey as well?
1: She grew up in Union City, New Jersey, which mm-hmm. is three miles from New York City. Wow. Yeah, because
0: yeah, she has, like, an in-between accent for me. Mm, a little mm-hmm. bit like New York, New mm-hmm. Jersey in
1: a way. Yeah, it was pretty Jersey and New York was and New it? Jersey and where she was was kind of the same. I mean, yeah. you know, she was pretty, yeah, yeah pretty, three miles away. Pretty New York. Yeah. But she would take great pride in not having a New York accent.
0: Oh, no, she a New would Jersey the that accent. I just said that. Excuse <laughs> me. Sorry, Pat. Um, so what was your favorite memory growing up with your siblings?
1: Um, I just think Christmas was, you know, always oh, the highlight. Yeah. I mean, we How celebrated Christmas pretty, pretty big. Um, Christmas was fabulous. Yeah, we she my mom was so Catholic, so you know, at the beginning of Advent, that's when like Christmas started. And my one of my biggest memories was, um, in order to get ready for the birth of Jesus, mm-hmm. you um, had to get his manger ready, and so we. My mom got shoeboxes for all of us, and we decorated the shoeboxes. And when I say decorated, we didn't, she didn't care. We could put wrapping paper in the room. I remember we would put, like, religious Christmas cards on them. Oh, yeah. And then she bought, like, big bags of straw. And at the end of the day, you had to tell her what you did that was kind and good, you know, so that you could fill the manger for Jesus. And oh. so it was really a nice thing because you could come home and say, well, at lunch I did this for this kid in my class and she would say okay put three pieces of straw in there and Aww. you just we did that for I don't know whether you yeah. remembered as much as yeah, I, do. I don't as much but we did do it yeah and, and I I, it remember. stopped probably as we got older but that was a huge memory and mm. they were all lined up on um so in old houses back then you would have a radiator mm. and with a you know a ledge on it and we lined them all up on the radiator and um Try to fill them for. Would
0: you all have like the same amount of hay, or was one more filled? <laughs> um, well,
1: mm-hmm. well, that was always. That's my mom was very smart, so yeah. you know she would say, "Oh no, you have not been doing yeah. what you're supposed to do." You now it's <laughs> somewhere <laughs> more filled.
0: <you> know? Jesus <laughs> yeah. is not going to be laying in the hay.
1: Come <laughs> on, <laughs> poor Jesus has no bed. My like God, be, yeah. it was kind of analogous <laughs> to the coal in the stocking, you know. But it, yes. <laughs> that is
0: funny. Is, is there anything in particular she would make for Christmas, or? Uh, we food. If you want to talk about memories, uh, we food, food was, everything. was
1: huge. Food in that was house. everything, I, and everything was a feast. So probably Christmas. I don't even remember. It was some. It could have been turkey. It could have been a big, uh, you know, roast. rib roast. In yeah. it, but lots and lots and lots of food always. So, so much food. So much food. and food. dinner time was. Um, a, a table with benches on either side, just two chairs at the end, but benches on either side, so everybody could pack them in <laughs> could eat yeah. and um you know, my mom liked to eat and she liked to cook, so uh-huh. she didn't want to hear us come you know with eight kids you're not gonna like this, and you're not gonna like that so. She just would say, Okay, the rule is, if you don't like it, don't eat it. You can you can leave half of one thing on your plate and that's wow. the way we grew up.
0: Wow. <laughs> so when when Kathy and Patty and Michael were out, did things change a little bit?
1: Um uh, Kathy went to college and Patty, because Patty took what we now call a gap year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't have those terms. Like, so you, you, and Patty went to college when I was in fifth grade.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, yeah, things changed a lot because mm-hmm. Jack, who is um, five years older than me, I guess a year and a half younger than you. A year and two months to the day. Okay, a year and two months younger than Kathy. Um, Jack at that time was, um, I was in fifth grade, so he was sort of just going through puberty Mm -hmm. and he was always, uh, he was always different Mm -hmm. from the start growing Mm -hmm. up, not just, just kind of marching to a different beat, Mm -hmm. not anything anyone labeled or could Mm -hmm. define, but clearly different. Well, once he went through adolescence we, um, it, it was very, very, very difficult times. He was, he has, pa he has Mm -hmm. passed, but he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was really rough because Patty, Kathy, Michael were gone. So there were five of us in the house. Jack, um, was volatile. He mm-hmm. was violent. He was right. dangerous, mm-hmm. and so my mom had a really, really rough road. I mean, she was by herself, still five kids, you know, right. and a paranoid schizophrenic, and trying to figure that out. Trying As to if
0: there wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. It was like okay, now we have to really make sure. And then your how did your your dad kind of handle it? Uh, my dad was uh, at first
1: he was somewhat in denial uh-huh. like he really cuz he wasn't around for the day in day out to right. see it but then as it got worse and worse he i mean he was there to help and support but right. ultimately it was my mom's decision you know she was right. uh, and it was just it was a lot of um uh, my mom was trying to balance how to protect all of us mm-hmm. And how to support him best. Mm-hmm. And she just did not... Both were equally important. Mm-hmm. You can't sacrifice one child for another. Right, You know, and then... People are saying, he needs to be put away in a home, and mm-hmm. she's saying, I'm not going to do that right. there. But you have to do that for the other children. Right, it's not right. safe. So it was really, really difficult. For so her. you
0: were in the thick of her decision-making time of doing mm-hmm. all that. And you guys were in the pre-stages before.
1: Um, well, uh, since he was just a year younger than me, I remember him saying, being very different growing up. Mm-hmm. And, and But it was... It was adult onset schizophrenia, so what, right when I went to college was probably when he was peaking and developing the worst of his symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a big part of it was just finding the right medications mm-hmm. to control his symptoms and. He was I, I would say severe schizophrenic was, absolutely uh, and severe. It, it continued his, his life and, and so, OCD
0: right like and I well, guess that OCD came that came yeah. later. Uh-huh. But at
1: first hearing voices uh, like at one point I, I remember reading and talking to his doctors. He was hearing about 60 voices a day telling him that people are harming him and doing, and and they were very real to him. At this Mm -hmm. time, he could not distinguish that that voice was not real, Mm -hmm. that was as real as you're talking right now, you know. So it it was terrifying to be in his mind. But Mm -hmm. he would, I mean, it got so bad in the house, he was wearing sunglasses, a stocking hat and a motorcycle cycle helmet with a shield over it to protect himself and nobody is there but his family like that's wow. how severe he, he was
0: and so your mom when you guys you grew up in um, Jersey but she moved to Cherry no
1: to um Lakewood Laywood Laywood Jersey. with him
0: and it was like yeah. so your mom to the to the end was like him. this yes. is my son he's always gonna you know and that mm-hmm. think that's mm-hmm. really beautiful I mean I didn't meet Jack because when I'm by the time I started dating your son Tim it yeah he was mm-hmm. he had passed and he passed literally from almost it was like a how did he pass
1: um my mom had just come out of the hospital because she broke her back at my house in 2008, I think it was. And, Mm -hmm. um, she, she was in rehab, went in the hospital and then in rehab Mm -hmm. and she came home and she was having her own issues. Just, you know, she was still in pain and, you know, and he developed, um, he got sick, you Mm -hmm. know, but he didn't tell her. She thought it was a stomach virus or something. And, um, he was on his way to the pharmacy to get medication just right around the corner was literally like a mile from her house and um he basically um you know got into a minor accident but the accident was caused by uh, he had a bowel obstruction and Mm. he they tried to revive him and um
0: but he also had an OCD about cars so do you think that like no. pushed it to a limit right? no, no not at all i think no. this i think that if he
1: weren't mentally ill he would have been able to verbalize how sick he really mm. was my mom didn't realize how bad it was she yeah. didn't know and i yeah. think he never should have gone out at that time but it, she didn't know and Right. so yeah he he was he shouldn't have been driving then he shouldn't and so yeah yeah just to tragic because Mm -hmm. he probably could have gotten help um, Mm and if a day before that you know
0: I think what's beautiful about how you guys talk about Jack and and Tim too and which is one of the reasons why Jack our son's name is Jack because Tim loved Jack there's no there all the memories of Jack that I hear are just yeah he had this but all the beautiful memories are always the ones that come out first and I think that's just beautiful because in it all, he he was, um, in Tim's eyes, he was just a fun guy to be around.
1: He was he was um, he, I think why, Timmy feels that way is that, um, he sort of the years that, uh, his schizophrenia. Became most pronounced you know break those were the years that he remembers that's the end of his childhood basically mm-hmm. and so he sort of lived an adult life back in those years where the music that he listened to was mm-hmm. what he, he stuck with his whole life you know he never moved on from those from that Rachel age Rachel Dead was like his favorite yes. yes he was like stuck in probably middle school um, in uh, his high school because he was that, was, like that would have been like you know <laughs> yeah yeah so he um and the cars even were it was mm-hmm. it was the, the when he was about 17 years old i would mm-hmm. say that was the, the ages that he kind of um, s- was stuck in or you mm-hmm. might you know for his whole life he never right. saw himself beyond that mm-hmm. i don't think so uh, you know and he was, a, he was very big for him very social mm-hmm. very once he was on the right medication yeah and he was somewhat balanced i mean not by any means truly balanced but he was happy he was positive yeah. he was fun loving so yeah you just and and sometimes you just had to laugh instead of cry you know absolutely so he, yeah he brought yeah. that out in right
0: people i think and what was cool is when i first met tim he was driving jack's car um yes. and uh so i he was i was like oh you know where'd you get this car whatever you know whatever yeah. conversation on a date whatever yeah um and he's like oh my it's my my outcome that just passed and I'm, um and it was in pristine shape yeah uh-huh oh yeah he kept his car in and it way. was like but, it wasn't like a new you know it was yeah. it, he kept it in pristine shape but Nate yeah. tinted. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes exactly um so uh yeah so let me i have a few questions more we're sure. almost done okay sure. Do you find yourself trying to... Do you ever find yourself um, having, like, your mom talking to you in your head or kind of, like, appeasing your mom or maybe your dad in, your, in a certain way as an adult now?
1: I think about my mom all the time in terms of um, what would she think about this, you know? Yeah. Um, um, my dad died much younger and mm-hmm. so um i wish my dad was here to see all the experiences mm-hmm. of um our whole family you mm-hmm. know um he died way too young my mom i just think about in terms of i wonder what she would think about the world now you know i wonder what she, as things oh. each year goes on i think um you know right now you know i've often thought about her like thank goodness she's not here cuz covid wouldn't she'd never be able to live through that you know so she would i mean she'd have to some have someone living with her and yeah because she lived by herself after jack died until she passed
0: well what do you if she was pat you know early mom pat what do you think she would say about COVID? (laughs)
1: um she was so social so social i think she would have a hard time (laughs) staying in, but I think she would believe that it was important she would have the mask on, she... like we can, we can meet me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She'd be the one in the mask yeah. trying to stay six feet apart, but, but we're still getting the to, coffee. We're doing a little fluffy Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> but so I would so agree. I would, but yeah. Still
0: conversation on the phone. Oh, no, oh absolutely. absolutely. So maybe more phone conversation.
1: Yeah, but she'd she'd be social some one way or another (laughs) without a doubt. And food would be a huge issue because she did like to go out to eat. Oh yeah, and uh, let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) the coffee and was not just and conversation. It was. And coffee cake Danish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we can
0: move Pound into cake. the happy hour after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, what about your dad? Do you ever find yourself like? Did your dad? Did your dad instill anything in you that you keep with you that um, you unconsciously maybe keep with you that? Oh, A positive like, attitude. Oh, absolutely. I,
1: I think both of my parents were the most positive mm. people, and I think they we never ever grew up feeling even with eight kids feeling like um, life was too hard or that anybody in the family was favored it was just everybody was equal and life was going to work out you just had to you know one day at a time kind of kind uh-huh. of feeling but he was very very positive mm-hmm. um, friendly um, just gregarious guy and yeah, my mom was saints so yeah i would say absolutely for both of them positivity live life to the fullest, Mm -hmm. enjoy it. Mm. Family, family is everything. I mean, even when they got divorced, we maintained a great relationship with our dad. So I would say family, positivity, and strength. Mm. They both had so much strength. I often look at my mom and think, seriously, eight kids just 10 years apart by yourself? And you never seen down in the dumps. Yeah. You always found the yeah. joy of life.
0: Like that's such a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that is a gift for. And you guys do. Uh, I remember when I had my son Jack mm-hmm. and Kathy. I was like, "Can you go with me to this appointment?" And I forgot his bottle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <gasps> And know we we're already in D.C.," and I was like, "I forgot the bottle." And you were like, "Just remember, never can this happen again." And I was like, "You're right, never." Mm-hmm. And then you moved on, yeah. and then Tim dropped it off, and yeah. it was fine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, that's how we do it. But for me, I was just in frantic mode, and I was like And
1: she's like, okay,
0: yeah. well, I'll answer
1: <laughs> now. Bring <papa> next time. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's okay. Timmy's delivering it. again, <laughs> again. And I was like, okay, and move on. Yeah,
0: move on. Yeah, and yeah. that
1: was my mom. Yeah. You know, yeah. learn from it, move on, and let's go have fun. Yeah. Now. Don't look,
0: linger on it. Yeah. Oh, right. No
1: dwelling. Um, right. Don't, Don't beat, beat yourself pity. up for anything. Yeah, it's just a mistake, and you get you learn from it. Right. That was, that was basically. It's, it's good. What we did. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. unusual
0: for both parents to be like. Usually, there's like one is this way, and the other is this way. So it's.
1: They were both really
0: positive. Yeah. And strong. Yeah. Um, what life lesson do you think you have learned from the most that you would like to share with listeners to help them? And your personal life. like,
1: from, That I've learned from them?
0: No, from you. Just what oh. life lesson, what kind of shortcut do you want to give listeners <laughs> that you, it took you a long time to learn?
1: One that I'm still learning? <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. Live in the moment. <laughs> yeah. That, that's been hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and I guess I think my... Parents had more of that than I do. I think I tend to be more of a little bit more of a warrior. So um, live in the moment is what I would say I'm striving for. Mm -hmm. So that's good. And and definitely positivity too. Right. See the glasses half full. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Anybody? I would say positivity definitely. Yeah. And just know that. You know, I, th- I feel like from a very young age, we create these thoughts in our head about when I grow up, and mm-hmm. here's what my life is going to be, and th- you're going to get twists and turns, and your life mm-hmm. is not going to go in the path that you want as yeah. a straight line. There's right. going to be lots of ups and downs, and you just, you have to live in the moment, and you have to adapt, adjust, change, but... Know your basic foundation. I mean, basically, I feel this sounds ridiculously (laughs) corny, but I feel like every single one of us are here for two reasons. To love and be loved. Mm -hmm. And and that's it. And if you learn to love more and receive more love... you right. can roll with the punches. You can deal with ups and downs. You have your support and your foundation, and you know what is most important.
0: Beautiful. I love that. My favorite quote is, the purpose is joy. And I I feel like that kind of mm-hmm. says it it's all, all the same family. Yeah, you know, it because
1: it by loving and being loved, you find joy. <laughs> you find joy. Even, <laughs> so. in, even
0: in the crap you find, if you can find yeah. your way to the light,
1: then mm-hmm. you just
0: you know where you can aim and then... The, yeah then up you go
1: yeah mm-hmm. and it's funny you don't even know where you're drawing it from but um well three years ago I was in a, a horrible car accident and um people would come and uh, people would talk to me or or come and visit when I was out of the hospital I had to go to a live-in rehab center because I was still couldn't move really and um people would say I you're so positive, though. I don't under, like, aren't, like, they wanted, not wanted me, they expected me to be depressed. Right. And I don't know where I got it from or why, but I was like, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, I'm gonna get through this, and when I get out, it'll be better, and I'm just waiting for that to happen and doing what I can to make it happen, and So I think, and I remember when my daughter wanted to come visit me, um, because she's living in Kansas city, she, um, I said, well, don't come now. Come when I get out of the hospital so we can do things together. I mean, why come now? You're just going to, just going to be sitting there watching me. And she was coming now because she was afraid there might not be an after. And I'm thinking, well, we can do, we can have so much fun if you come in a month (laughs) and I'm fine. You know, and in a month I'm still in a wheelchair. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Everything's fine. Yeah, it's good. exactly <laughs> well i think that's, that's probably how your mom did it there was and, eight kids yeah mm-hmm. and i think
1: that's yeah. what i that's the greatest gift they gave us yeah yeah like you positivity it. and strength you it just do it yeah just do it there was always so much going on always so much dr- <laughs> like what other people would think of as drama we just lived it day to day it was sort of that chaotic mm-hmm. um I think a lot of big families would understand that, but particularly as many kids as we had in those what years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't make things overly dramatic. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that happened? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And as your daughter-in-law, I totally can say, you're really, <laughs> rel- everything is, it's, it is what it is you talk about it, you move on, there's no lingering, you mm-hmm. never linger, that's I think that's beautiful, a lot of people in this world linger, and I think it's because, we, talk, like you were saying in the beginning, to, you know, full circle, there's just too many options, so, I feel like that mm-hmm. leads to depression, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, when things aren't simple, it's just like, everything just swirls around you, yeah, and, uh, too many options leaves you to, maybe not making an option at all, mm-hmm. or choosing an option at all, yeah. so, um,
1: and especially too much comparison. To and covers. too much comparison
0: yeah, up, yeah especially yeah. on social media. Yeah, especially on social media. So I think it's beautiful. Um, and uh, I really appreciate you guys talking. Oh, it's you fun. know, this this fun. fun. This was fun. This was fun. Yeah, coffee and conversation in honor of Pat, yeah. and in honor of your your dad Jack and your brother Jack, yes. and in honor of Kevin. Yes. So, yes. We love you all. Thank you guys right. for joining Kathy and Peggy. Thank you guys so much. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. This was fun. Oh, thanks guys. All right. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate everyone that is leaving reviews for me. Um, that really helps me get out there. So thank you to everyone that has done that. And if you haven't done it, I would love it if you did. Um, Enjoy your day, enjoy your week, enjoy your weekend. I'm in front of the pool right now, so yay!